0: Hello, Mad About Movies listeners. Kent Garrison here, joined by my Star Wars compadre, Mr. <laughs> Brian Gill. Hello, hello, hello. And we are uh, still ecstatic. I, you can probably hear it in my voice. Yeah. I'm um, a little bit shaky still. I'm I'm about eight hours removed from from today's event, and it's uh, it's been a great day in Star Wars land,
1: has it not? Gosh, the best. This is so great, man. It's so great that we have, we, have new, we have new Star Wars kit. Like, we're yeah. like 250 days away from new Star Wars. Right. And it seems like it's going to be awesome. Like, this is just so much better than I think anything we could have ever hoped for, really. Yeah. So,
0: Brian and I uh, had, to, had to jump on here. I know we already released an episode this week, and thank you for those of you who have listened to that already and sent your comments and thoughts on our Going Clear Scientology episode. And we also talked some movie news about Batman versus Superman and some other good stuff. So be sure and check out that episode. But we wanted to get on here and just give our reactions to this Star Wars trailer. Um, We mentioned it in our episode yesterday that they were dropping this today, but didn't really say anything about it, didn't think anything of it. And lo and behold, they drop an absolute bombshell on the entertainment industry, the Star Wars fan base, and... This deserves some thoughts uh, as soon as possible. I, I can't wait any longer, really, to to talk about this in the podcast till next next week. So, um, let's just get uh, give our initial impressions of this trailer first of all. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a new new trailer was released for <laughs> Star Wars: The Force Awakens earlier today at Star Wars Celebration 2015 which is taking place currently in Anaheim, California. It's basically the Comic-Con of Star Wars. It's yeah. Star Wars centric and they have a bunch of vendors and panels and and former cast meetups and things like that. Sure. Uh that the the Star Wars faithful can gather in one place and and celebrate the universe that is Star Wars. So
1: yeah, and it's it's really disappointing that they, they didn't invite us, given that we are the official podcast of Star Wars. But you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, that cease and desist letter probably mixed <laughs> any future opportunities <laughs> to any of their events, official events. But here we are. I, I don't know if you got to see Brian, but I watched a live stream. They actually live streamed the event this year. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it,
1: but yeah, I saw that was happening.
0: I, I saw that it was happening too, and I tuned in just at the right time. And they had basically a panel for The Force Awakens, and they had Kathleen Kennedy, who is the president of Lucasfilm now that George Lucas has stepped down, and he's anointed Kathleen Kennedy with with those duties, uh-huh. and uh, also J.J. Abrams, who is the director of The Force Awakens, and some new cast members as well. We had John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and Oscar Isaac uh, on the panel, as well as former... I guess, original alum of Star Wars such as Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, and Peter Mayhew. Uh, of course, Harrison Ford was not in attendance due to him crash landing a World War II <laughs> World fighter War plane, two plane on that. a golf course a couple months ago. <laughs> Which I don't believe we ever talked about on the podcast. Like only, a baller.
1: Just such a boss move. Right. I-
0: I'm sure at this point you can go back and, and watch the panel. It'll probably be posted on demand at at some point in time, and if not, surely somebody pirated it and has put it on the internet already for everybody. But it was such an interesting panel. Just them talking about the process of making this film, and I was really struck by J.J. J. Abrams' love for Star Wars once again. And I want to talk some, some about J.J. J. Abrams and, and where they're going with this after we talk about the trailer. So at the end of the panel, they they show the trailer for the first time, and... I was considering clicking X on my browser and just like, I can't do it. <laughs> but, of course, you know, uh, my curiosity got the best of me, and I had to watch it. And I'm not kidding. Like, my hands were shaking after it. And uh, my adrenaline was flowing. Like, I was at work and had to, like, get out of my desk and walk around the office. <laughs> because I just couldn't sit still after I, oh, can't, after I watched on another it. another one
1: of his Star Wars walks. Just yeah. got to... Yeah. Lap. Well,
0: luckily everybody else in my office was freaking out too. So sure. it was kind of a, a joint celebration, but man, uh, should we just break down this trailer, uh, frame by frame as, it, <laughs> as it were, you know, I guess so. Uh, I want your, just your reaction to this. My reaction is holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's the long and short of it.
1: That's about right. I was, uh, I was playing basketball when this dropped. I, this one of the, uh, the few perks of my, of my job. I don't, get paid very much money and, uh, I got to work a lot of weird hours, but, uh, I also get to play basketball in the middle of the day on Thursdays, which is really, you know, sometimes that's the thing that keeps me coming back to work. But, um, so I, I got your texts pretty much like as I was wrapping up and, and heading out and, uh, kit, not sit texts to uh, me and Richard who, uh, who died while watching the trailer. That's why he's not here tonight. He's just too excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, uh, he sent us text and was just super excited and was going crazy and everything. And so I there I were some four until- letter words used. I was <laughs> I was
0: seriously losing my mind. I was like,
1: what yeah. the heck? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was going crazy, which is fantastic. And so uh, anyway, I didn't want to watch it on my phone for the first time. Like I just feel like that was not what I wanted to do. Anyway, so I, I drove home and and uh, and got situated in my computer before I watched. And then I was just like. I, just completely and totally blown away. Like we've talked, so, we've talked about Star Wars so much on this podcast, and uh, because Kent and I both love it so much, and Richard really likes it, uh, even if you know, I don't know if you could call it love for for Richard, but uh, regardless, we we really love this movie, these this franchise, and we've been so excited about this new movie and the new uh, entire cinematic universe that's that's headed our way, and. What I – I think what I love most about that this and th- this trailer just solidified that is it feels like J.J. Abrams and company are making – every step along the way is the right step. Every yeah. single thing they do is is right. And, and I feel like that's – it's so rare these days because of social media and internet and all that sort of stuff. Uh, fan bases and fanboys and stuff like that, they – it always seems like it's a little bit divided like I think the Star Trek movies are fantastic the JJ Abrams Star Trek movies a lot of like hardcore trekkers don't like the movies and it's the same thing with some of the Batman movies any big fan base that you can find um, it seems like it's fairly, it's, it's a little bit segmented. And maybe the majority likes the newer entries, but there's always a fairly vocal group that is not in favor of them. And that's not, it, it's not happening with Star Wars. And that just makes me so happy that it feels like everyone is on board for this amazing thing that, that is headed our way. And and it it just feels like, it feels like we're, we're in the right hands you know it feels like our our the person who is in charge of these films knows what he's doing and knows how important this is to a lot of us and and wants to be respectful of that while also you know making it his own and that's just such a cool cool thing uh anyway man this trailer is awesome and and as always i keep coming back to uh the thing that really gets me at the end of the day is because i love star wars so much um, I'm just so excited that my son will get to share new Star Wars with me, and that's like yeah. I've said that a hundred times on the show. That's not a new thought or anything, but every time we get a trailer or you know something leaks about the the script or w- casting or anything that happens. I just get I get choked up just thinking of like this my kid is going to get to sit in a theater with me and and watch new Star Wars. We get to share that together. And this trailer was like, "Yep, I can't freaking wait. This is going to be the best." I I am really happy
0: that you can share that with your son. That must be really really awesome. What I'm ex- most excited about is the feeling that I had all day of just I think I tweeted earlier. I said when a new Star Wars trailer comes out, everything else just seems pointless. Like <laughs> I was like what am I even doing thinking about other, you know, this weekend's <laughs> record store day, I'm thinking about like what records <laughs> I want to buy. I'm like why am I even yeah. Like it just made it just makes you go back to your childhood and realize Gosh. how much it means to you and how much it's shaped who who we are and as a culture and as people and everything and and what I'm most excited about is that feeling that I had today I'm going to have again for the next 10 years almost every single year yes, you know yes. when they're releasing m- new stuff that's what that's what's most exciting to me it's it's not like this is a one-off deal you know this is yeah. this is this is going to be something that that we talk about for a long time and and get excited Let me ask about. you this Kent because
1: yeah. just since you said that do you think there's ever going to be a point where you and I become Tired of Star Wars, of new Star Wars um, movies. No way. I, I, I'm with you. I no, I'm totally no. with you. And I no. don't like the the uh, Marvel universe, which I love, and we're going to talk about a lot over the next couple weeks as we lead up to Avengers Two, and we've got some exciting stuff planned for for all that. And I I really like all those movies that are not Thor Two, and and yet there's a little bit of fatigue at this point for me. Like right. I feel a little bit. It's not that I don't want to. I, I'm totally stoked to see any Marvel movie at this point, but I, I definitely like. I, I can feel like I could use a break. I could use a break. Uh, you know, yeah, if we yeah. took if we took three years off between Phase Two and Phase Three, I'd be okay with that. Just to you know, kind of recharge the batteries a little, build towards something, uh, all that stuff. I don't feel that way with Star Wars, and maybe that'll be different five years in or something. But I don't think it will be. Like, you could give me a new Star Wars movie. Once a month, and I think that I would be this <laughs> this excited for it every time around because it's just it's it's a different to me. It's just a different animal. It
0: is. It's I, I definitely have the the fatigue for Marvel that you're feeling. I feel like there's only you know certain places you can go with those characters. Sure. And certain you know you can only battle so many bosses at the end of the day and have so many mm. cities destroyed. Star Wars is just. It's a universe. I mean, yeah. you can take it literally anywhere in space and time, and it, it works. So I, I, don't, I still don't think they've made the perfect Star Wars film yet. You know, there are great ones. Uh, you know, Attack I of think, the Clones, think, top right, on that list. Oh, of course. You know, I think probably The Empire Strikes Back is probably technically the the most per, best film as, as sure. far as a storytelling standpoint. I still like A, a, a New Hope as my favorite. Sure. But uh, there, I have complaints with it. You know, the more I watch it, the more I want to nitpick it and, and things like that. I really don't think they've made the the perfect Star Wars movie. And I'll go on the record and say that the Force Awakens will be the best Star Wars movie <laughs> we've ever seen. Like, there, from all indications at this point, we have we have no reason to believe anything otherwise that this is going to be the best best thing we've ever seen in the Star Wars universe. And you know what, I think they they've thought this out. This is not a rushed out thing. This is yeah. I, I specifically remember in two thousand and twelve I was sitting on my couch um while I was in college still and I remember it was during Hurricane Sandy and I was watching coverage of Hurricane Sandy which had just hit the east coast of New York. This huge uh winter hurricane it was. And yeah. I remember getting a a breaking news alert on my phone that said Disney has acquired the rights to star Wars, (laughs) star Wars episode seven will be released in 2015. And I was just like, what the crap just happened. And, and I was like, I I never even considered that they would make episode seven. Yes. Never thought that that was even a possibility. And then in one fell swoop, Disney buys star Wars and episode seven is confirmed with original cast. And in like, you know, a five-minute period.
1: It was amazing. It was amazing. Because I, I remember I wrote – because I – at that time, we weren't doing a podcast. No. We'd done, we'd done the radio together once We twice,
0: we We started the podcast, I think, a month later. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because it was like – Beginning of it, 2013. Yeah, yeah. It was around – for whatever reason, I, I remember that it was around Halloween when this came out. Because I was shopping at like a Kroger trying to get Halloween candy – when I got a text from you or maybe Richard forwarded it to me or something like that. And it was just such a, wait, what? Like you're exactly right. No, I don't think any of us in our wildest dreams ever thought that that was going to happen, that we were yep. not just that we're going to get new star Wars movies, but that the right people are going to be in charge of it. And I, I, you know, I went home, I was, I was very active writing at that point on my blog. And, um, I wrote, a big article like the next day about how cool this is. And then I did another one pretty quickly thereafter, like maybe within a couple of days, just saying, okay, basically saying like, where do we go from here? And one of the things was, okay, who's going to be the director? And I just threw out, okay, I think I, I, I would have to go back and find it, but I, I'm pretty sure I said, the easy choice is JJ Abrams or or Steven Spielberg, but I think you can throw both of those out right away because of blah 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 blah. Because and then a week Star later JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams. Yeah. Like yeah. so great. So great.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that JJ Abrams said he he turned it down. I mean there were reports, I think we even talked about on the show in the early days of the show, that he had been offered it and turned it down. He's like, No, thanks. Thanks, but no yeah. thanks. I've got, you know, other stuff to do. I've got Star Trek he hadn't even released Star Trek Two at that point, I don't think, yeah. and he just didn't know what to uh, what to do about it. And you know, rumors flew around. I think Guillermo del Toro's name was thrown in there. I think he turned it down as well, and some other people that you know. I, I'll just jog my memory and, and think of who all we discussed. I know we discussed probably five or six directors at at one point. Darren Aronofsky, I think.
1: Yeah. Louis Ledier was our big choice. Uh,
0: Our personal choice. (laughs) And, and so we mentioned that it's in the right hands and Mm -hmm. watching the live stream today, just enforced that more to me, listening to Abrams talk about this, because when he was talking about it, he said, you know what? I just, I just, in my mind, I, I thought where it could be and what it could be. And, uh, he just went back to his childhood when he was thinking about it. The same way we go back to ours when we watch the movies. And yeah, I mean, when he's approached for, with this, he probably just has to think, "I I have a blessing being the director that I am, having the tools that I have, the resources that I have." Mm-hmm. He 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 feels like he's the chosen one to to make this happen. Do you know what I mean?
1: Totally, and, and he and, is, and
0: he he totally is. And it it's funny because. He, he'll be the first to tell you he wasn't a Star Trek fan at all. Like yeah. He, didn't, always he was always a Star always Wars, a Star Wars yeah. fan. And if you go back and watch the Star Trek Blu-rays, I think even the first Blu-ray and the special features, he talks about in some of their first meetings about Star Trek, they said to each other, you know, him and the producers and writers said, okay, what can we steal from Star Wars? Right. <laughs> Without stealing anything, you know? And if you watch that first Star Trek, uh, you'll notice a lot of similarities. Like they have a scene in the snow. They have a scene in the desert. And, uh, you know, a lot of the settings were were taken from Star Wars. But, I mean, his heart is in Star Wars. That's what he sure. wants to do. So, I mean, that makes me even more excited because I love what he did with Star Trek, like you said. And it makes me even more excited to see him do something that he actually loves and cares about. Yeah, and absolutely. And, you know, I would be saying this if, if it was, you know, Oscar Isaac, John Boyega – Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, Andy Serkis, directed by J.J. Abrams, Star Wars Episode 7 I'd be like, oh my gosh, holy crap. But the fact that they got the original cast back together (laughs) and they're in this movie is just, it puts the icing on the cake, and it it blows my mind the fact that that has even happened at all. And um, I guess we can, on that note, we can start talking about this trailer and breaking down this trailer. Um, The first image we get... Is of a desert planet, and it's not Tatooine. Actually, it's a planet called Jakku. Okay, which they they went into detail about a little bit in in the panel, and that's where Daisy Ridley is from in the movie, her character. And apparently, you know her her character and John Boyega and Oscar Isaac they they meet somehow. I I I try not to listen to too many details of the plot because yes. I don't want to. Want any of that to be spoiled, and J. J. Abrams was sitting right there, so he d- he didn't want any of it to be spoiled either. But that's what we know so far. So the planet is called Jakku, and we get a we get a pan to the right, and there is revealed a down star destroyer in the uh, sands of Jakku, and already an iconic image of Star Wars. You know, you know how many fanboys probably have that as their desktop background. Oh, seriously, today? yeah. It was one of the most stunning images I've seen in the in the Star Wars universe up to this point. And the cinematography in this is going to be just unbelievable. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like yeah. there's actually going to be cinematography in this. Unlike any of the prequels where I think it's physically impossible to have cinematography when you're doing everything on a green screen, but, uh, right. You know, I, I, I just don't know. But so we see that and we move on and we hear a voiceover of Luke Skywalker himself, mm. Mr. Mm. Mr. Mark Hamill, and he's actually quoting—he's actually quoting a, a quote from *Return of the Jedi*, and when she's talking about how he has the Force, his father has the Force, uh, his sister, I believe, who he's talking about, yes. Leia, at that point, yeah, yeah. There and you go. Uh, and it's much more menacing than than before. Totally, and you can tell that he's going to have some sort of Obi Wan esque role mm-hmm. in this in this film. We see the charred remains of Darth Vader's helmet from Return of the Jedi. I'm assuming it's the helmet that was burnt in the fire at the end of Return of the Jedi. And the,
1: yeah, at uh, the Ewok celebration. At, at the Ewok
0: celebration on Indoor. Yeah. Uh, how they have a, obtained this, this helmet is, you know, I, I don't know. It's all speculation at this point. Uh, maybe it's has some importance. Maybe it's some relic of some kind. Sure. Maybe it holds some significance uh, to the empire, because you would think it would just be burnt up and forgotten about.
1: I got a, I've got a buddy who texted me, a big Star Wars friend. Shout out to Matt Trammell, who he he was he he was a little conspiracy theorist on, you know, them showing Darth Vader's helmet and with the voiceover with Luke saying, "My father has this power," instead of "My father had." The power that he he was like I'm just saying it could it's possible yeah to bring heard, Darth Vader back. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: I I agree I've heard that too
1: I but, don't know how they can pull that off but I'm just saying but right? I, I think
0: if it's a direct quote from yeah from yeah. the earlier thing from if it's a direct quote from Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. then that I think that's more it might not even be like that in the in the final film that might just be something they threw in to screw with fanboys sure. you know it wouldn't surprise me at all but the way that they shot it. And the way it's burnt, it makes it look like a skull with the teeth and the eye holes and everything. Really a cool, cool shot here. We get a view of R2-D2 next to a campfire. And I'm assuming it's Luke Skywalker who is touching R2-D2. He's wearing a black robe with a white uh, undershirt. And you see a robot hand which touches touches R2-D2. So I'm assuming that's Luke Skywalker there. Uh, You know, don't quote me on that because we'll find out at a later date, of course. And then we see uh, one female handing Luke's original lightsaber from from A New Hope to another female. And, of course, that was Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber at one point in the prequels, which Obi-Wan then gave to Luke. And so I'm guessing this is Princess Leia handing it off to her daughter, which I'm assuming is Daisy Redley's character. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, this is all, I'm, this is all I'm reading from the trailer um, at this point. And so we cut there to scenes of the X-Wings flying over a lake. And I wanted to get your opinion on this. It looks to me like they spent a lot more time uh, this time around with the physics of the spaceships. And Not I don't sure. remember ever a time in, in the previous six films where, the X wings weren't anything but completely horizontal, you know, and flying in a straight line. Like it feels like they have have more weight to them. Yeah. The physics is a lot more thought out this time around, as far as the flying of these ships. It looks a lot more realistic than it ever has, oh, and um, and that excites me. So we also get a shot of Oscar Isaac's character Poe Dameron, who is flying one of the X wings, and yeah. it's. He went on the record today saying he's the most badass fighter pilot in the galaxy, <laughs> and funny. so I'm assuming it's a it's a, it's the new Luke character. Yeah. After that, we get a shot of a army of stormtroopers
1: mm.
0: outside uh, some type of imperial base. It looks like on a snow planet of some kind. Uh, you know, first inclination says says that that's Hoff, but it's probably not.
1: Sure.
0: And we see some type of dark overlord. Speaking to the stormtroopers, uh, it's too small to see on my screen. Uh, who that is could mm-hmm. be, you know, a number of of people that we've heard about at this point. Uh, but go online, probably there's some somebody has, you know, blown that up and can tell you who that is. Right. Uh, but uh, the new design for the stormtroopers. Did you notice yeah. this, Brian? It's,
1: yeah, updated a little bit.
0: What do you think to, about uh, it?
1: I th- I think it's great. One of the things that I'm already enjoying about uh, these films, as compared to the prequels, is that in the prequels, the technology just doesn't link together the same way to these to the you know original Star Wars trilogy the way you would like it to. I think, and this it already seems like it already seems like JJ has taken. The technology from those films and just kind of advanced it by 30 years, which is exactly what you would, would you, what you would want, I think, and it, it's it it all kind of goes hand in hand in a much, a much more fitting way than it ever did from prequels to originals. We also, after the X-wing
0: shot, we get a shot of two lightsabers crashing together. Both the lightsabers are red. So maybe some type type of imperial battle, which is something we haven't seen really, is imperials yep. S- fighting imperials,
1: sith sith battle, sith or something fighting too. the sith, yeah.
0: right? And after that, we get a a shot of Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and BB Eight the droid running <laughs> away from an explosion. And so I'm assuming BB Eight the droid is uh, a rebel droid. Yeah, And I'm assuming it's it's maybe Daisy Ridley's personal droid.
1: That's uh, my guess. All, yeah.
0: you know, similar to the fact that C three PO was Anakin's personal droid. Yeah. And then we get our first official look at the villain, Kylo Ren, who I believe is Adam Driver. Okay. And, and it could be either Andy Serkis or Driver, Max von Sydow or somebody. We know that those people are are Sith Lords or Imperial Forces of some kind. And it looks pretty good. The the helmet looks mm-hmm. pretty menacing. Uh it looks like something out of a Ralph Macquarie concept drawing sure. of some kind. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's a great point.
0: And it it makes me excited to see how where they go with this villain. I've I've liked what they've done with all the villains in Star Wars. That's the one the one of the only things that I've actually enjoyed about all the films is that I've liked pretty much all the villains that we've gotten. I, I liked Darth Maul and of course yeah. they kill off Darth Maul. Spoiler alert in the in episode <laughs> one. That,
1: Sixteen years. That's the worst we
0: episode we need to do a, a throwback episode one and all the Star Wars movies at some point yeah, for we ought to, to, to yeah. lead up to this. But
1: we'll definitely do an original trilogy. It's just for the listener. We've already discussed it. We'll we'll definitely do original trilogy throwbacks before the new one gets here. But you're right, Kent. We we should do we should do one on the prequels as well. Yeah. We And then just kill ourselves. Before.
0: I I liked Darth Maul. I liked Darth Vader. I like uh General Grievous, believe it or not. I think really? he, he has a couple of cool scenes. But it just it's just something that I've always liked is, is what they've done with the villains in this universe. Maybe it's really easy to make these villains menacing, just dress them in black and give them a black, uh, give them a
1: red lightsaber. And yeah, see, I don't, I don't think it's easy at all. I just think uh, the risk that they run is that all of these villains will start to become, uh, just offshoots of each other at some point. Like they'll be a little too similar to each other, but it is I mean Marvel can attest it's not easy to construct a good villain that is up to the task of fighting your your hero or your whatever your say whatever it may be uh, and and you're totally right Star Wars has always done that really well with the exception of maybe like Count Dooku or something like that but has always done a really good job of of creating uh, menacing and and oftentimes compelling villains this actually
0: just occurred to me. My reaction to what your friend had to say about the line, My mm-hmm. father has this power. Maybe Luke knows that since his father was a Jedi, you know, and the fact that Yoda and Ben Kenobi yeah. uh show up as ghosts multiple times. Yeah. Maybe he's referring to him like that. Like he's totally. always he's always around. He's always there whenever That's he a needs good, him. Yeah. So That's maybe a good it's maybe it's more of a spiritual Sure, he has this power because he he's always kind of gonna be I can there. Buy that. Yeah, so that that's just maybe that's what what they mean. But I am not gonna look too much into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. We get tie fighters blowing up <laughs> multiple tie fighters, and it's interesting. They're black with white panels this time yeah. around. They look cool, which they looks look really, really good. cool. Looks really really good. We get a shot of Finn, who is John Boyega's stormtrooper character, removing his helmet. His stormtrooper helmet and the helmet is covered in blood. So maybe the storyline goes something like he's a stormtrooper who doesn't want to be a stormtrooper.
1: Right. And yeah.
0: has found a way to escape the the Empire. And maybe he's he's found, you know, Poe Dameron, who's Iskar Isaacs and Daisy Ridley, and he's like, you know what? I worked for the Empire. I can tell you how to beat them. You know, yeah. s- some type of thing like that. He's sort of a spy. Against the Empire, a traitor, if you will. I think that's fair. I think
1: he's got to be either a defector from the Empire who's joining the, I don't guess it would be the rebels, it would be the alliance at this point. Right. Uh, Either he's a defector leaving the Empire or he is an alliance member who is like undercover, essentially, as a. Exactly. as a stormtrooper,
0: we get another shot of another villain type character who looks like a stormtro— an all-black stormtrooper. Yeah, the chrome trooper, the chrome trooper, I, right? Yeah. And he's got a huge blaster, and he's got a cape of some kind. Mm-hmm. So, gonna be cool to see where they go with that. Obviously, another character they want to introduce. They they show him for at least two or three seconds here in the trailer, which yeah. which in a trailer is a long time. Totally. We also get a shot of BB-8, the droid, the ball droid, soccer ball droid, peering around a corner what looks like the Millennium Falcon interior. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing BB-8 is going to be an actual character in the film, a la R2-D2 and C-3PO, going to have a personality and and an impact on the
1: events of... Yeah, I can already tell Get you home. my kid is going to love that character. Like, oh, he gets I, upset. Yeah. Every time I've shown him one of these trailers, he just like, oh, oh, he just goes crazy about it. And it's a real robot. How great is it that they brought that to, oh, man. to Star Wars days when and I was watching roll the, out yeah. on, stre- on When I was stage,
0: watching the so live cool. stream, I was my mind was blown. I couldn't believe that it was a practical effect. I thought for sure yeah. it was a CG effect in the original teaser. <laughs> and they said – Kathleen Kennedy said, you know – uh Bob Iger the CEO of Disney found some company that has advanced technology that made the BB8 like it's That's a awesome. it's a really really advanced technology on how they operate uh BB8 I can't figure it out and, and you know I'm yeah. I'm trying to think of how they did it I'm sure we'll get a good little mini documentary on on the uh yes. the inception of BB8 but that's obviously a fan favorite already at this point, and yeah. I, I'm going to have a BB-8 on my desk forever probably as soon as they release the toy, the little action figure. He's so awesome. About
1: toys, Kit. I toys, Kent. I did not even thought about that. Like, oh, I have. That is I'm all like, I spent yeah. – that is the only thing I spent money on when I was a kid uh, was Star Wars toys, and, and by kid I mean until like maybe five or six years ago, but still <laughs> like – I hadn't even thought about the merchandising, like how great that stuff is gonna be. Gosh, my kid's room. He better love this movie because he's gonna have a lot of crap from it, one way or the other.
0: Then we see Ray, who is Daisy Ridley's character, helping John Boyega up out of the sand. So I'm assuming they team up at some point. We see the Millennium Falcon on the on the desert planet, flying through a, a pile of junk, being chased by TIE fighters into what looks like the exhaust pipes of that down Star Destroyer. Yeah. So that could be a cool chase sequence inside inside another ship, a la uh, a new hope. And uh with a Imperial TIE pilot following them. Close up shot of them. A close up shot of that, which looks awesome. And, you know, from all indications, everything in this trailer other than maybe scenery and uh, wide shots is all practical effects, all practical hey. costumes. You know, they're actually sitting in a cockpit of of a jet or a you know a prop jet. You know, we've had confirmation for a while that they built a literal Millennium Falcon life size for this movie, so which I'm crazy. assuming is still in a warehouse somewhere for the next you know three Ten, confirmed well, uh, Star movies, Wars movies yeah. um, at this point. <laughs>
1: yeah the practical effect made such a huge difference can't it like does that's a, already yeah I think you could take like we're we're none neither of us are fans of the prequels and they're they're pretty bad they're pretty bad to really bad at times um but I think even if you made those those same movies with the same terrible plots and the same bad actors and just had practical effects instead of the c g i overload, they would all be significantly better just based on that one change. It just makes such a huge difference.
0: And then comes the oh, money shot oh. at the end of the trailer. And this is what we've all been waiting for. Gosh, this is what man. I have personally been waiting for is yeah. a shot of Han Solo and Chewbacca. And, you know, 30 years later Han Solo and Chewbacca <laughs> and my, man, it just gave me goosebumps immediately. I, I was so perfect so The line ugh. that he says is, you know, I think they walk onto the Falcon or something, and and uh, and Han Solo says, "Chewie, we're home," Gosh. and you hear Chewie do his. Aah. Got goosebumps just yeah. hearing that
1: again. Like, oh, yeah. it's so perfectly shot too, because you get it's it's a black screen and you get Chewie, and you're like, oh my god, that's Han Solo. Are we going to yeah. see Han Solo? And then. Boom, there there they are, and we're home. It's so well done. I'm JJ hoping is a yeah. genius for putting it together yeah. that way.
0: Man, I, I if we've heard one line and I'm already like, <laughs> Yep,
1: this is the best Star Wars I know. movie ever. Yep. I know. I'm just dying, uh, dude. This is so it's just so great. And it's again, it just shows you I think again, like how <sighs> I just have complete and total faith in JJ and and Kathleen Kennedy and the entire process because every step of the way, they, everything they show us, it feels right and it feels like it's, it's hitting the mark and it feels like it, you know, Chewy We're Home could mean like so many things in a lot of ways just because like that felt like that was a reminder of childhood. Like that reminded me of why I love movies, just seeing these characters on the screen and just knowing that they're in good hands is just such a, such a great feeling.
0: I I don't know. And let's, we can talk about this all we want. And we can talk about this for days, but I don't think this could have been any better than it was. No, absolutely. Uh, they, they gave away the correct amount of stuff. We still haven't seen Luke. We still haven't seen Leia. We still haven't seen C-3PO Uh, There's so much, so much left to discover about this film. This wasn't a, you know, spoil everything, get everybody to the theaters. They they knew exactly what they had to show to get new fans excited and to say, hey, remember freaking Han Solo (laughs) and Chewbacca, you know, back together? And i got to say, Harrison Ford looks great.
1: He does. He looks solid, man. This
0: this makes me fully believe he could do Indiana Jones again. and oh, yeah. And, you know, of course he's doing Blade Runner. But, I mean, he looks thin. He looks, you know, youthful. Yeah. And Han Solo is a character that I would love to see as a grumpy old man. I just yeah. can't
1: wait for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, part of it is, and Harrison Ford's an American treasure because we we love the guy. But part of the reason... Part of the reason why a he's an American treasure for us and and B, why this works and why I think another Indiana Jones in a in the right hands, that meaning not George Lucas, would work, um, is because there was a there was a long period of time in which Harrison Ford was, I don't want to say embittered. But I think he was just tired of being Han Solo and of being yeah. uh, Indiana Jones and being and and that's the only thing that people wanted to talk to him about. And somewhere along the line, I don't know if it's just getting old or if he got a new PR person or what happened. Somewhere along the line, he decided that uh he needed to embrace these characters because well a because it's it might be his only chance to to really be in movies anymore because you know anything that he's done outside of those characters hasn't been successful for over a decade but but b i'd like to believe and maybe i'm totally full of it but i like to believe because he came to an understanding of just how significant and important those characters are to a lot of people and so i i felt like you could see that almost in that one second clip and maybe I'm just projecting onto it, but I felt like in that one second, you could see the look on his face almost of like, Okay, happy like, to be this, back. I'm yeah. happy to be back. Like, yeah. this is awesome. How great is it that we're getting to do this 30 years later? Like, yeah, it just, I don't know that, that I, I mean, of course I started crying because I am <laughs> the biggest baby in the world and I've already got all these emotions about, you know, my kid being able to see these movies and stuff like that. Um, but I love Chewbacca and I love Han Solo so much. and, and to have them back in my life was just like it was an overwhelming. Like, okay, this is the best thing ever. I'm just like yeah. weeping. Yeah. You
0: know, no, I I totally agree. And man, it it gave me goosebumps. Ah. It, you know, and I still have them. Like my adrenaline <laughs> is still pumping. Just just after after thinking about it. But I, I want to talk a little bit about what George Lucas has to be thinking
1: <laughs> right about
0: now. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. This. He says he didn't see the original teaser, and I don't know if I believe that at all, um, but he has to have seen this and, and given his approval or, or something along those lines. Uh, I mean, there's no way he hasn't seen this after today. You know What, what do you think about his involvement uh, up to this point in the, in the making of this film?
1: You know, I've said before on this show of I commend George Lucas for stepping away from this because, yeah, look, he made four billion dollars off of it, but that's not that's a drop in the bucket. That guy has so much money that really four billion dollars doesn't matter. Which what a what a crazy statement that is. But I give him a great deal of credit for stepping away, and I I, I have speculated in the past that part of the reason why he did that is because I think. I think he recognized that there is a not just a, a great desire, but I think that there's a need from a pop culture standpoint. Obviously, not like you know children starving in Africa or something like that. Not yeah. that kind of need, yeah. but from a pop cultural standpoint, there's a need for more Star Wars movies. And I think that he recognized that he can't do it; that he's not capable of uh, of creating the films that people want, and and also. At the same time, that he's not capable of being semi-involved, you know that he he's, couldn't. He's
0: not capable of, I think, physically doing it anymore. Yeah, that's it's that's such probably an, part of an, it's an investment to make one of sure. these movies. It's just I don't think he he really wanted to do it again. Sure, he, he had made six of these freaking things. Yeah, uh, you know he didn't direct two of them, but he was highly involved in all six. Right. And I just don't think he had the patience or the you know, willingness to at his age with a full family and wife and everything to yeah. just go to, to do that again. And Yeah, absolutely. And he would rather make $4 billion and, <laughs> right. and let somebody who wants to do it, do it, you know? Right. And he, he's fully said that, you know, he created this universe for us to play in. Right. He, right. the fans are the universe. And,
1: you know, it's when, what? when he
0: dies, what, what's going to happen? He, it, obviously when he dies, it's, whoever takes over after he dies, you know, it's not like he's going to have a say after that point on what happens to this property. So, you right. know, now I guess I wouldn't be surprised like, if he receives some sort of story credit on episode seven, he has sure. to at least receive a story credit because he apparently wrote, he
1: created, characters. he created
0: the characters for sure. But I mean, I think he wrote a treatment for seven, eight, no. nine, you know, whether they follow that right. treatment is, yeah. is, is, is yet to yeah. be seen. There was,
1: there was a lot of, Trade talk in there, but, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, they cut most of that out.
0: I, I just had a, a crazy thought, Brian, and sure, and feel free to shoot me down. What if S- Star Wars Episode Seven wins Best Picture? <laughs> I'm not even kidding.
1: Hey, look, it would be that would be. I think you could even just step it down to like, what if Star Wars Episode Seven gets a Best Picture nomination? Because at this oh, point, I that think, would be a I think, major it, I think success. It for
0: sure. Oh, I can't say that. We haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, but, yeah. But I mean Stuart,
1: we don't even know most of the movies that'll be up for best picture. This and and let me just
0: sure. let me just disclaimer here. I mean uh, we've been forty minutes into this already, so just time for a disclaimer. Um this has to be said. Everybody had these feelings when the Phantom Menace trailer dropped. These yes, same conversations absolutely. were had, yes. and we just don't know till we've seen the movie. Uh but right. what we do know is that everything we've seen up to this point is is great, and we feel like this is in the right hands? You know, it yes. takes a mistake to know uh, to know what you did wrong and to know sure. what, what not to do. Before episode one, Lucas hadn't made a mistake. He, you know, uh, yeah. the first three, you know, the original trilogy was hugely successful, and yeah. everybody loved all three. So, his only mistake
1: was Howard the Duck.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know and so i think they learn from their mistakes this time around you know some of the same people are involved i'm sure that were involved in the uh, in the prequel trilogy but i mean up to this point this is exactly what we could have asked for uh, to refresh our minds and uh and get that stench out of our out of our mouths from mm. the from the original trilogy but i mean what if what if this is a 97% rotten tomatoes type of film and it makes billion at the box office.
1: Look, I don't know. I, I would love to know what the, uh, what the Vegas odds are on this, not becoming the biggest, the highest grossing film of all time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm
0: sure it went down today. I'm sure it's like two to one at this point. I'm sure it's really
1: difficult to get odds on that because Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, honestly, dude, like, I don't know how this. I don't know how it couldn't be the biggest movie mm-hmm. of all time at mm-hmm. this point because I I don't remember exactly, but Phantom Menace. I think Phantom Menace was second,
0: second to Titanic, at to the Titanic, point,
1: yeah. right? And there was so much bad press on it early on um, that uh, it, it kind of stunted it. And then after that, you know, this, the Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith was we all knew like okay this is not going to be that great. Revenge of the Sith is a I final. think Revenge it's of the final. Sith ended up
0: being the highest grossing one of the I think the three. you're right
1: and it's clear it's by far the best of of those yeah. three movies. Yeah. So that makes sense but but assuming that this that we're right on this and that this is going to end up I think it's hard to say 97% because there's we talk about this occasionally but there's there's all kinds of movies that are inarguably fantastic (laughs) and you have to say it was at least a decent movie and it's they they'll be 88% or 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 82% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's like really there were there was even one person who said nope not a good movie you know that just it happens but to say that this this movie ends up in the 85 85 to 90% range and you and 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 we're all just chomping at the bit to uh to see this, and and to see it over and over and over and over and over again, I don't know how in the world this couldn't be... I don't know how this couldn't be the highest-grossing film of all time, when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, we're coming off the year where people
0: were seriously up in arms about Lego Movie, not getting a nomination, Mm -hmm. or or, you know being involved in the Best Picture talk. I mean, if we're we're talking cultural significance here, this is going to be the movie of the year by far. You know, people aren't even... After I saw this trailer, I didn't even think about Avengers 2. Like, yeah. it was just like, oh, that crap, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. I'll see it and it'll probably be pretty good, but like, I just can't think about it and yeah. it's just gonna render all that stuff like, what is anyone else even doing you yeah, know it is the same thought, else, the same thought that that the whole hollywood had when the first star wars movie came out in 77 mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. what are we even doing anymore yeah.
1: you know it's yeah, like, god it's, at this point everyone else is just playing in star Wars' sandbox you know like oh, this yeah. is oh, yeah. cuz i'm super stoked for avengers i i mean we we went on and on and on about Furious 7 a couple weeks ago and i i love that movie and we all did and um but this is going to knock, <laughs> if this is even decent, Kent, it will knock pretty much every movie, every other movie out of my brain from this year. I'm just, I don't know how many times I'm going to go see this movie in theaters. Like a dozen? I mean, it, it won't. I saw Phantom Menace in, in, in theaters at least a half dozen times, and it's a bad movie. So I don't, <laughs> it, yeah. I When you consider IMAX too, like, gosh, this thing is just going to be so huge, so huge.
0: Yeah. And just think about this, Brian, we're a year away from rogue one coming out.
1: <laughs> I try really hard. I've, I've done everything I can to avoid any kind. Like I haven't read a star Wars story since the casting was yeah, finalized either, yeah. because I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I, I speculating is fun and I love the trailers and I kind of hope we, we get one feature length trailer and then nothing else. Like I, I really don't want to see anything else. Now I, I can't be like Richard. Richard has said that he's not going to watch any trailers beyond this one for Star Wars. And we, I don't stop think I right could there.
0: Stop. Stop right there. We. I just have to tell the listeners. uh, It was Richard and I talking about this. We were on a group, <laughs> group text. Brian was playing basketball. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: I was. It was basically just me screaming at Richard, like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" And he he was like, "Is it good?" And I was like, "I just I just sent you the link," and you know, three minutes later, I get a text. It's like, dot, 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 bro. <laughs> like yeah. I can tell he was ecstatic too. And that's yeah. just funny to see. I, because I had the same conversation
1: yeah. with our friend Jason. I was like, Jason, it kind of said he didn't want to see it until it was in a big screen, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, Jason, I'm just telling you, dude, you've got, you've got to watch this. You are you are hurting yourself by not, by not We're gonna it.
0: see it on at Avengers on the big screen. Yeah, by the way. Yeah.
1: I can't wait for Absolutely. that. Totally. Absolutely. Um but now I can't remember what I was Yeah, Jason. It, It's oh, Richard. Anyway, I I've I've done everything I can to avoid every story or uh, blurb or anything about that because I don't want anything to be spoiled for me. But I did hear on a podcast yesterday that they that they think maybe Rogue One is gonna be about Stealing the plans to the Death Star, like it could be yeah. a, a wow. Which I had, I didn't even know that that was a thing that we were thinking about. Like I thought they were all going to be post Return of the Jedi, but that got me really stoked for what might be with this whole this whole thing. Like that's, I mean, I'm already stoked for any Star Wars movie and Rogue One. Who's doing Rogue One? Is that Ryan Johnson or is that no, Garrett uh, Gareth, Edwards? Gareth Edwards, okay. yeah. Love Gareth Edwards. I think he's a great. Great sci-fi director. So uh, With Felicity, I was super stoked.
0: Felicity Jones
1: yes. confirmed Jones. as the lead.
0: Yes. So a female yes. lead.
1: Totally, which is really cool. Yeah. And, um, so if, but if they're doing that as a prequel to like bef- between Empire and Return of the Jedi or prequel to A New Hope, like that's a really cool idea.
0: Really, really cool. It seems like I said earlier, it seems well thought out. and they're 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 really thinking of great fun storylines here like the the storyline alone of john boyega being a stormtrooper that you know isn't happy with with his role and and escapes i mean that's a speculation right now now you know as a storyline but if that's where they go with this i mean that storyline alone should be a movie you know and then add add the original cast to that and and uh, oscar isaac and everything and man awesome awesome so but great. uh it's been almost an hour we're talking about a two-minute trailer brian um but this <laughs> has been fun and this has been worthy of the conversation we've had for sure Literally. and you know like i said it blew my mind and
1: I'm, I'm glad we could we could jump on and and talk about yeah this. man this is a blast i i love talking star wars i'm so stoked that um you know it, today was a cool thing because of a, of a lot of reasons and this trailer notwithstanding but like Within say an hour, or two hours of the, of of seeing the trailer, I had had brief text conversations with, I don't know, uh, more than a dozen people. You know, because right. it's just I, I I have so many friends in my life that are big Star Wars nerds, or at least or or medium sized Star Wars nerds, and um, we all just it's like this weird bonding thing that I don't I just don't feel like you get it with. I mean, is it fair to say that there's not any other franchise that you quite have this kind of right. a bonding experience? I mean, I guess Trekkers is right. is or Trekkies. I don't know.
0: I, I was I was watching the the live stream earlier. They've been they've been doing some great stuff on StarWars.com uh, from the mm-hmm. celebration live streaming and, and interviewing some people. They were they were interviewing the guy that does Rancho Obi Wan, which is the biggest Star Wars collection on Earth, and so you can go. You know, it's a tourist attraction. You can go see this guy's incredible you know he's got like a million pieces of wow. memorabilia or something like that and he was saying you know this is this is, there's just nothing else like this these yeah. these fans and he said he compared it to twilight And he's like there are a lot of lady fans for twilight but i mean you it's know not, doctor yeah. who is pretty big but i mean this is this is yeah this is pennies and and hundred dollar bills here we're comparing right. you know it's yeah it's, it's not it's, even on the same planet
1: yeah, and that's no knock against all. of it. Like, I love Harry Potter, and I know I have a few friends. I know my friends that I can talk about Harry Potter with, and I, and that's really cool. And I have a lot of, you know, I love uh, I love Star Trek. I I can talk to certain people about Star Trek, um, you know, Marvel and Batman, all these things that we really enjoy. But with Star Wars, it just seems like it's one of those things that crosses. It's not every line. Like I know there, I I know several people who just. Either hate Star Wars or just refuse to just. I want nothing to do with it. I'm not going to watch the movies. I want to. I don't want to acknowledge it. Blah 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 blah. So it's not like it's you know every single person, but it kind of feels like that in the moment, like this when you just. Right. I'm blasting out texts to, you know, to 2 dozen people and getting responses and we're all hyped up and people are stepping away from their desks to be able to watch this trailer and uh, all this stuff and it's just it, it's such a different I feel like it's a different community than almost any other. I'm just going to say it, it's a different community than any other at least movie related pop cultural sort of thing and it and it does kind of transcend All barriers in a lot of ways, which is part of, again, I think part of what makes it such a cool experience and such a cool thing to be a fan of and a part of.
0: Yeah, the world seriously
1: stopped today for an
0: hour when this trailer dropped. I mean, I'm not even kidding. It was you went on Twitter and only Star Wars stuff was was happening. I mean, I follow a lot of sports writers because I'm in the sports business and I follow a lot of music people because I was in the music business. It was all Star Wars. It's all anyone was yeah. talking about. I'm driving home from work, and I turn on sports radio, and they're talking about the Star Wars trailer. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's it's it made the world stop for a few seconds, and and it really just shows you how much this is for the fans, and how much the fans drive this machine.
1: Yeah, and it's yeah. not
0: like anything anything there is. I don't ever remember, you know, Deathly Hallows trailer coming out, and and this reaction happening. I mean, it's just it's just on a complete another level. And it's, it's so, so fun to experience. And like I said, the very beginning of this episode, I just can't wait to have this, this feeling again, you know, I'm sure it won't be the same. There will never be a one, another reveal of Han Solo for the first time since, you know, 1982 as Han Solo. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, it'll get close with every new director, with every new storyline, with every new, character that we see on the screen it's going to get that much more exciting so so stoked thank yep. you brian can't for, wait, man. again for for joining me and this has talk been about great
1: it. And, and i tweeted about it i know we've got some listeners that are excited about it too so um this is it's yeah. it's cool i'm glad we get to engage people in this uh and and kind of bring more there's just so many people that want to be a part of this and it's it's cool to be kind of on the forefront of that in a lot of ways Absolutely. Where can I find you online, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter at BGIL 12. Kent, what about you? Where can we find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison and find all of our episodes on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. If you like what we do and you'd like to keep the show going, you can donate the amount of your choosing at our website by clicking the donate button on our homepage. And remember that only our most recent 100 episodes appear on iTunes. So if you want anything older than that, head on over to the website. Use the search function, scroll all the way back, search for your favorite movie, and uh, chances are we've done a podcast on it. But until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye. May the Force be with you. Goodbye. Enjoy.